Hello and welcome back to the Balls Deep podcast with me, Jake Ball. This is season two, episode two, which is entitled Belong Before You Believe. Now, I've got a lot to tell you about this episode. There was a lot that was discussed. My guest was Tristan Lurie, founder of Bridge the Gap Football. Just listen to this cute bit of music and I'll tell you more. There we go. Right then. Oh, full transparency. This is 1am on the day this is supposed to be recorded. Recorded? Released. I've just got back from a long shift at work. I'm feeling tired, but do you know what? I feel so energised having just listened back to half of this conversation. Um, there's so much good stuff here. So Tristan is the founder of Bridge the Gap Football. So obviously we spoke about football and we spoke about his work running a charity. But the main topic I wanted to ask him about was the idea of brotherhood and of community. So we ended up talking about small talk and unlocking deeper conversations, faith, mental health, common purpose, negative masculinity, in football culture, the need to switch off from social media, some lockdown routines and strategies that he's employed, and stay tuned for some very, very strong balls deep answers. His answers were unbelievably strong, off the cuff, articulate, precise, eloquent, I was blown away by this conversation. I really think you're going to enjoy it. And right at the end, some sincere encouragement from Tristan advising you to follow your dreams and your visions. So, yeah, good luck with that. Watch out, visions. Um, I'll see you on the other side. Enjoy. Yeah, looks like it's going. Yeah. Yeah, it's picking up like it's picking awesome. up. Yeah, wicked. Right, wow, mine looks massive. Hang on. <laughs> right, that's probably a bit better. Right, good man. Well, first of all, mate, thanks so much for doing this. Like, already, and I mean, people listening to this won't won't understand, but we've just had a very exciting and intense chat hearing the stories from you but straight away I mean you just you've got an air to you haven't you mate you're a very positive person um I just wonder if you could start off by just giving us a background so this is gonna be Tristan Lurie founder of Bridge the Gap Football is that is that the correct title is that the title you're going by these days how does it work yeah I don't typically walk into a coffee shop and say, hi, my name is Tristan, kind of uh, Bridge the Gap Football. But um, yeah, I guess that, that would be that would be my title. Um, if I, I'd rather founder, yeah, definitely. Um, um, but yeah, a bit of, a bit of background. Um, always lived in Southampton, um, growing up in Southampton. Um, and yeah, just um, absolutely love football, absolutely love people. Um, I'm... Basically, uh, lockdown wasn't the, the best thing for me because I just loved being around people, loved um, just socialising, meeting new people, going to different events and 
And so, um, yeah, that's always something I've always been. Um, went to university in Chichester, studied to be a PE teacher um, and uh, decided that I um, wasn't that bothered about um, t- teaching dance and gymnastics and um, other things. Um, so I wanted to coach professional football. That was my dream. Um, uh, and, and yeah, and then, then ended up working for Southampton Football Club for a few years. Um, and then, yeah, now um, started a, a charity called Bridge the Gap Football. So that's a, that's a bit of a background. That's awesome, mate. That's really cool. Um, right, so a bit of background for this pod. We're going into season two, so I think you're going to be... This is probably episode two by now, but I'm, uh, I'm struggling to keep track. Um, and the, the aim with this, mate, is things that perhaps you'd like advice on when you were, say, 15 years old. You know, I'm aiming it at that, thinking about me when I was 15 or 16. Um, what are the conversations that I wish I'd heard or I wish I'd had access to? Um, so the, the sort of topic that I think we're going to chat about or get into as much as we can is a sort of idea of community or more specifically brotherhood, which is, I think, I mean, I don't know if you've got, I mean, maybe we can go with that. Have you got a an idea of what that means, of what brotherhood means? Yeah, I think for, for me, I just think it's like, it's it's like close connection um, that you can rely on people, um, you can trust people, um, people that you literally can, um, in a way, die for, um, that, that they're family to you, um, that you journey through the highs and lows of life. That's that's when that's what I'd look at is um, that to me that's what brotherhood is. That's awesome, mate. Um, so can you tell me? We're gonna have to get into it, mate. We're gonna have to hear all about Bridge the Gap. So I feel like there's gonna be a backstory. I feel like you've got a perfect bit of spiel. Um, sell it to me. What is Bridge the Gap, and how did it get started? Yeah, I think for me, like my, um, so my massive thing is I love, love football in my life. Um, um, and um, my, I've, I'm a Christian, so I've, I've got a faith background and I've always loved both of them things. Um, and I guess for me, when I, I was growing up in church um, and I was the only young guy in church. Um, and for me, when it comes down to the brotherhood thing is, is we need people around us who are, um, we're on the same page. We're, we're kind of struggling through things. We're, um, we've got highs of life, people that you can um, go for a beer with, go for a coffee with, whatever that looks like, um, and actually talk about how are you, like, and what's going on in life, and but actually know how are you, like, um, and actually have them real deep and uh, meaningful conversations. Um, and I went to a, a festival called Soul Survivor, and basically, um, I, I was I felt like um, God was kind of saying you're going to go to South Africa, and then the next day this girl stopped me and said, "Here's two leaflets on South Africa." Um, and I was like, whoa, like, this is crazy. Um, so I, I tried, went home and was speaking to my parents and there's loads of people, um, loads of things about South Africa, but nothing come together. Um, and then this, um, this guy from my church was going to run football tournaments um, from, um, in a rural village in South Africa. So I basically said, can I come with? Um, and he was like, yeah. Um, so in that January, we went out and I remember I was on the plane just to paint the scene for you. It was... Um, uh, it was uh, Fly Emirates, uh, we're on our way to Dubai, and I was sit- sitting there 18 years old thinking, oh my word, what am I doing? Um, I'm about to go to South Africa, I've just watched Nelson Mandela's 
um, um, film in in this in this cinema, and it's like it's it's a dangerous place, um, but the most beautiful place. Um, and I basically got this vision about one day having um, this football program with thousands of people coming through every week. And how do we then bridge the gap between uh, where we play football and the, and the church? Um, so I guess like that was that's when it started. And then I went to university um, and my heart at university was I, was I was the manager of the university football team. But my heart was creating deep community that was like like people could belong. They feel part of something. But um, there was actually deep connection with people. It wasn't just that, that surface level of like, um, like how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, not, not bad. Yeah, what, what have you been up to? I just, I just, yeah, just went home for a weekend. Like, like I actually want to know how you are. I want to know like how your family is. What's going on? Like, just tell me how you are. Um, and I actually always got um, people knew me as oh Tristan would go and buy you a coffee, um, and he would actually sit down and have a proper conversation with you. And um, I actually, yeah, I love that because I want people to to know they're valued and they're cared for. Um, so I guess that's where the kind of the heart started and then um, ended up on um, fast forward a little bit. I ended up on stage in front of seven and a half thousand people and shared this vision. Um, and if I'm honest, the problem with that is I then basically my life went 120 miles an hour because I'd kind of declared to seven and a half thousand people that we we're going to start this charity called Bridge the Gap. Um, which, there's um, no going back from there ex- exactly and it was and it was it was mad it was i couldn't believe it and i come i come back and i just thought well let's do this so i left my job i was working at Southampton football club at the time i left my job um and um someone basically gave us a, some money to start the, the charity um and to act because i didn't have any money at the time um didn't i had a rough plan and then we launched something in Southampton, and portsmouth um and then now fast forward we've got seven locations across the country looking to have 15 in september and then by 2025 have 50 across the uk being able to engage with over 5,000 young guys across this country um and with the whole heart of let's build communities where people can belong um and they feel part of something so that's a snapshot that's amazing mate thank you for sharing that that's uh quite an impressive snapshot what a story yeah i can just imagine you um a little 18 year old tristan you know, shaking on that plane, thinking, what am I getting involved in? It's amazing to see how that's come along. How old are you now, mate? How, how many years ago was that? Yeah, so I'm 26 now. So, yeah, gosh, eight years ago. That's awesome. Really cool. Um, where do you think that passion and that vigour for relations and community and, and people, where, where do you think that came from in you? Yeah, it's a great question. I am... Um, my when I when I hear my mum, she always tells me that I was always either like flat out ill and I'm just on bed, or I was like running around crazy. Um, would always go around and talk to people and just like um, so I was always that kid who was probably quite difficult to handle, but I just would just love being around people. Um, so that's one of my first memories of what my mum said. Um, but I I don't know. I think it's it's definitely come from my parents um, who are just the most caring loving people um that i've that i've just ever met and so blessed with them um so i think that's kind of where i get like i, I learned that just i just want to love and care for people um and for me i just i don't know there's there's something inside of me that just i want that deep connection like I, i'm i'm not really a surface level type of person like if we're going for a walk or a coffee or a beer like i actually want to know how you're doing and i actually want to just talk about life but probably, Gonna get into it yeah, yeah let's like let's not let's basically cut past all the like the weather's nice and 
um are like whatever all these sort of like little bits let's actually like like how are you doing like what's happening so yeah that's that's probably where it started yeah that frustrates me some of that surface level chatter i, I mean obviously from the even from the name of this you can tell I, i'm of a similar ilk i totally appreciate that mate how does it make you feel when people were just persistently you know asking about the weather and uh what you do at the weekend that sort of thing does it frustrate you or, or do you just let it slide yeah, I think like um, I I wouldn't say it frustrates me like by the way that the way that they're what they're talking about. I think it's more that they're potentially hiding something that they don't they don't feel comfortable to speak about yet. Um, so for me, it's how do I kind of unlock that potential to actually like to actually have them deep and meaningful conversations because there's something locked in that they actually probably want to speak about, but. But um, they're they're kind of not ready for that conversation yet. So that's that is it's probably more frustration that I want to kind of fast forward a little bit and then actually be like, what's going on? Tell me. Yeah, yeah, and you want to encourage it out of them. I like that. Yeah, sometimes it feels like you want to just skip a few steps and go, come on, we all know where this is going. Like, let's just cut to you know, cut to the chase. Yeah, definitely. And mate, so those ideas about community, I want to get more into bridge the gap and and hear a little bit more about about what that actually looks like. But um, just first of all, what are your thoughts on, I mean, I'll tell you what, forget that. First of all, tell me what Bridge the Gap looks like. So when you, when you say you're having these connections with, with these young guys, what, what, are, what would it look like for somebody to get involved? Yes, I think um, what we want to create is footballing communities uh, where people can come regardless of their background, regardless of their walk of life, um, and they can come and they can belong. Um, so... I think what one of my hearts was the thing with football is sometimes it comes like a bit of an inclusive, like an exclusive club of like um, you have to be good enough to play, you have to be, you have to fit in a mold to play. Um, my heart is you are welcome, whoever you are. Like you're you're coming, you're. I, we, we want you to be there, we want you to be part of it, but we actually don't want you just to be part of it. We want you to belong, and actually, we want this to be a home for you when you come. So. That's our heart. So how it looks like is we have football sessions every week um, and simply um, they're open access sessions. Um, so we, we kind of, de- depending on the location, there's like a max amount of people that we can have. Um, as soon as we hit the max, obviously, we have to kind of cut it there. But um, that basically in Southampton, for example, we have 32 people playing every week. Um, and um, and they're like university students. They're people who are um, in their sort of later twenties. Um, you've got people that are like working for businesses, charities, whatever it is. Um, and we just simply come together. And what we do is we have four teams. We have little small sided games, and um, we we have like some of our like volunteers in each of the teams. And all we want to do is build connections with these people and and play um, and literally just rotate the games and just play each other. Um, and so, yeah, that's basically what that looks like. But also what we also do is we we have events, monthly events, which we have like FIFA nights, quiz nights, Champions League nights, um, futsal tournaments, whatever it is. And the whole thing is, is when you play football with people, it's quite difficult sometimes to build connection and real deep conversations. So we want to create spaces where we can actually get to know each other better and uh, and deeper. Um, and then that's when we then, we um, there's this thing called Alpha, um, which... Um, is basically an incredible space to actually have these deep, meaningful conversations where you can sit down. Um, typically, normally have like a share a meal with people, and you can talk about the big questions of life, um, and and speak about faith and speak about what does that actually mean to you? What does it look like for your life? Um, and for a lot of people, it doesn't mean much to their life, but actually, like 
let's actually look at these questions and what does it actually mean? So, um, so we have alpha, um, and that's that's a big thing of what we do as part of Bridge the Gap. That's awesome, mate. Thank you for that. Um, so it's I've got to phrase this right. Um, the impression I get, and the impression the listeners will get, is that obviously this is closely tied to the church, and it's toast, it's closely rooted in your own faith and the faith of of the volunteers that you've got. What do you think um, community can look like, or do you think it can be as productive um, without that f- grounding in faith? Yeah, I think I think it it, it comes down to common purpose um, and what brings people together. Um, so I think football brings people together. That's that's the key thing. Is um, what we what we've seen is like it's crazy how people like regardless of who they are, they'll come and play football, um, and that's what that's what is really deep rooted. Um, I guess like um, when it comes down to like faith and and what we're trying to do is we're trying to like my heart is um, mental health for young guys um, and. Um, and suicide is is basically continuing to skyrocket. Um, so, like, I really feel like from my faith point of view, what's been put on my heart is I want to do something about that. Um, so we're using the tool of football um, to build them communities. Um, and but the 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 culture and and everything that we set is based on sort of like sort of like kingdom values um, and sort of like our faith. But actually, all we want to do is is we want people to feel welcome. That's it. That's beautiful. Really cool, mate. Um, so have you have you noticed any big transformations or is there perhaps any sort of testimonial that you could share of, of any of the attendees or, you know, the guys that you've been been hanging out with? What benefits have they seen from from attending your sessions and, and getting involved in that, you know, grassroots community? Yeah, so I think there's 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 definitely quite a few that we can kind of highlight. Um there's um there was there was one lad who um basically reached out to us and started coming um and basically said how he was um struggling with um sort of mental health um and by coming and being involved in a community um was such a massive impact for him as a person um so that there's a lot more to that story but um but just by him saying that that um he was struggling with 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 um various things in mental health um and but come and just like is such part of our community and what we're trying to do um and then there's people that we that have struggled with um sort of like anger um and um like uh, there's been a lot of things in the past that they've struggled with and um and what we've wanted to do is is just actually invite them into a community that love and care about them um, and see them actually reach their full potential. Um, uh, and then I think like in, in regards to faith, there's a guy in Portsmouth who's, who's just a legend and he it's funny because his parents said you'd be the last person we thought would, you'd ever go to church. Um, and he come to bridge the gap was massively involved in the community, loved it. And just, and just tried church. That's all, that's all it was. He, he started coming and he just loved it. He felt at home and he felt welcome. Um, so there's a few sort of like there's a few stories, um, but there's so there has been so much more, and we're trying to capture them um, as we kind of come out of this year, and hopefully once things kind of free up a little bit, we'd love to kind of capture them more because 
I feel like everyone's got a story to tell. But I think the last thing actually I'd say on that is we um, we pulled a couple of people off the pitch actually and just to talk to them actually. And we said, what does Bridge the Gap mean to you? And they said, like, if like, if you were explaining it, and they said, um, it's a community. Um, it's a place that I feel so welcomed and I absolutely love being in. Um, and, uh, and that was such a regular like theme where people like basically were saying exactly what we set out to do. Um, so that was just amazing just to hear that from people's mouths, but not just one, it, it's probably six or eight um, minimum. So That's awesome. Um, you mentioned earlier about football being a little bit, um, bit of an exclusive sometimes, a bit of an exclusive club. Um, what would you say, what would you say to people or how would you approach people like myself, admittedly, Tristan, who aren't that into footy? Uh, and then conversely, this is your other. These are your other uh, ones to watch. What about people that aren't into church? What What would you do? I mean, what? How do you think what you're doing relates to people like that in either of those camps? Um, and how would you, without your bridge the gap hat on, encourage those people to find community in their own lives? Yeah, I think um, football wise, what. Um the reason why if if you don't love football what we would love you to be part of is a community that cares about you um so that's our heart with that so um even if that's simply coming to a quiz night or just coming and be involved in what we're doing in some capacity we want you involved because what we value is you having a community that loves and cares about you um so i think that's the number one um if if you um if you if there's probably so many people listening to this and you'll think when you first think of church you think of um sort of like old school um um pews um an old school um guy at the front kind of just shouting all this stuff at you um i would say to you um that the church's like main focus is love um and care um and what so for me my experience of church uh, definitely in southampton at st mary's um which is where i'm based is we have such a culture of you are welcome whoever you are and we just want you to come and just and just and just try it come and be part of what we're doing um and um yeah i like i'd i'd check out saint mary's southampton on instagram because it probably won't be what you expect of what church is um and it's just such an incredible environment where people um from so many different backgrounds come together and just it just works um so I would, yeah, if you're thinking, gosh, church is so outdated, church is never for me, um, I would just actually um, potentially just maybe look into it and see and see what see if there is a local church and, and potentially just try it and just see what you think because it actually could be completely not what you expected and you might actually absolutely love it, which is, um, which is our hope as well. Yeah, you know what? I've, I've maybe been a bit elusive um, through these podcasts, but... Um you know you're you're aware of of my sort of dabbling in in church attendance um and i i totally i totally agree yeah i think it's an awesome thing to to explore i think what you said about alpha earlier is um is important too and you know and and some people you're right will be immediately turned off and and they'll be frustrated with me for having a, another crizzer on the podcast but um <laughs> but these things are worth exploring and I think you touched on it earlier that this is it's those deeper conversations that we know 
that we have these ideas and thoughts and questions in our heads. Um, and it's about finding a space where you feel comfortable to explore that further and, and to ask those questions and, and to try and learn maybe not necessarily about like a, a dogmatic religion, but about your own beliefs about how you fit into the world and, and how, how we connect to one another. Um, mate, you touched on mental health earlier and sort of the, the importance of that in, in what you're doing. I just wonder what encounters with mental health have you had in your life? And, and how has the experience of building this community altered that or changed your perspective on that? I, um, for, for me, I, I wouldn't say I've like massively struggled, um, with like mental health, um, like in my personal life a, a lot. I definitely think I, um, and probably as a result of the last sort of year and more anxious, um, than I, than I was beforehand. Um, I can actually probably honestly say that, um, for me, my experiences of mental health is I, a lot of people I know around me um, have experienced it in some capacity um, and not, not everyone, but um, there's, whether it is like, um, whether it is um, anxiety, whether it is depression or even had um, uh, like suicidal thoughts. Um, and that for me is something that I, um, I'm, I want to support with in whatever capacity that is. Um, and I think firstly, um, I think it's so important to say as a, as a, as a, as a guy is we have to talk about these things because we are struggling with things daily and weekly. And if we're not speaking about how we are, that's when we actually end up in times where we are struggling and we can't deal with certain things and we actually end up becoming even more isolated and we end up spending more time in our bedrooms. Um, and actually what that then does is it spirals and spirals and spirals. Um, so my heart is, we need to do something about this like we really need to raise that flag and, and as young guys say um people are struggling with this and we have to actively be looking out and supporting people and encouraging people to be honest with us because we um the statistics of men, of, of suicide for young guys are continually rising um and um and and it simply comes because um, young guys don't typically want to go to the GP and actually speak about their mental health. Um, young guys um, t- probably don't actually want to t- open up to too many people because they don't want to burden them with their with what they're struggling with. Or actually, it's sometimes they feel like it's that sort of like that sort of masculinity thing of like actually I don't want to show that I am weak at the moment. I'll be okay. Um, but actually, no, we need to like we need to set up sometimes celebrate our weaknesses and actually put each other through the weaknesses and really journey through that. Um, so that's massively on my heart. And and if we can make a small impact across this country, um, then I I'm I'm very pleased with that. Like, and I've, I've I was speaking to someone the other day, and I won't mention who they are, but. Um, they're, they're like they're quite high profiled and they, and they and they struggle with mental health um and and I think it's just so important that we're speaking about this because um we had such an incredible conversation around it um and that's what we need to do is we just need to talk about this um so that it doesn't just become this taboo subject and then actually I don't know if people have seen um I think it is it is it um oh gosh the TV presenter from radio one um I can't remember his name. Um, he normally does the 6am. Um, um, I'm for, rubbish with radio. Yeah, um, it'll come Chris to me. Chris Stark. 
uh, not Chris Stark, um, the other, basically the other guy, um, Radio One. This is this is this is what I'm googling. Um, <laughs> it's just adds. It's a bit bit candid googling for us, mate. Oh uh, yeah, you might have to cut some of this out. I'll try and bring this back in. Greg James, Nick Grimshaw, Scott Mills, Roman Kemp, Roman Kemp. Oh my word! And um, <laughs> right, we're back in the game. Um, <laughs> Roman Kemp has just done a, a documentary on BBC iPlayer um, called. Uh, our silent emergency and it's specifically focusing on young guys um who are um who have struggled um with suicide and he lost one of his closest friends who he he thought was absolutely fine um he saw him every day and this one morning he just didn't turn up um so we we have to do more we have to have conversations with people that we're close to and and create environments where people can actually really honestly speak about how they are otherwise um Otherwise, it's that whole thing where people will suffer um, in silence and it's that silent emergency that we need to be really aware of. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a bit about mental health for me. That's awesome, mate. Yeah, I, you're absolutely right. I totally agree. And I love that your outlook is if you can just make the smallest change across the country, then uh, then you'll be laughing. I, yeah, I'm trying to have the same outlook with this. I see if one person drops a message and says, I really needed to hear that conversation today, then that's that. That's success for me. That's how I measure success. Yeah, yeah that's awesome, mate. And I think I think for me as well is like I'm I'm like put I'll put my hands up and say I'm no professional in anything to do with mental health. Um, but what I what I do care about is how people are. Um, so that's what I wanna that's what I wanna support with is actually how people are doing. Yeah. Um, you touched on masculinity when you gave your answer there. Um, and I wonder what your experience is of that. I think for someone who's outside of that sort of football fandom, it's always, it's appeared to me as a, maybe not even masculine, but male. It's a male dominated sport. Um, and I wonder what the dynamic is for you and, and how you see perhaps a difference in what you're doing now and what you've done previously in your, you know, in your sports studies and also in your work at Southampton Football Club. Um, what your experience is of, of masculinity, be that positive or negative, um, and perhaps have you got any examples of a time where, where, you've, where you've acted in a way that, is like you, you uh, fucking hell. Sorry, I've absolutely minced this. <laughs> Where you've you've acted in a way that is that sort of goes against this striving that we that we have. So maybe you've you've shouldered a burden where you where you should have opened up, or if you could think of any examples like that. Yeah, I think for like my when I speak about bridge the gap, I. Basically, when you there's there's football places across the country like goals and various things, and like some of them experiences for people is quite aggressive environments, quite um people swearing, people are like trying to break your leg sometimes. Um, that was definitely me when I was growing up. Um, people would love to just bring <laughs> me. Um, and um, so that's what we're basically that's what we're trying to come away from is that you you have to kind of have this like aggressive sort of persona of like competitive football is we want to create an environment where just just come and be yourself and just come and enjoy that environment and 
and and I definitely I think we we, we we've massively focused on that in Bridge the Gap and because and that's why people come back I guess um is because they enjoy that environment um has there been a time that I haven't opened up um yeah I'm sure there is I can't I can't think of something on the top of my head um but I think I think there's definitely times where I and I even I would even say in like in in lockdown one I I de- and probably towards the end of that I probably wasn't myself um um actually and scrap that I'd come back to it I had an experience when I when I was um probably around 18 years old um and um it massively impacted me on my life um and um basically was a uh, new year's eve um and um and basically um was a kind of it was attacked um um by a few lads um and um and i think it was probably the hardest year of my life um because it was was not far from my house um and um and i didn't feel safe um and i massively went in like in a shell um and actually it massively impacted me as a person because my as, as hopefully if people know me i'm i would love to be a bubbly person love to be um like this that happy person but i was not that after this this time um and i really struggled and i really actually um yeah really struggled with it for a long period of time um and probably in a way if i'm honest actually it still does impact me in some aspects of my life where there might be times where I'm out in the evenings or whatever, and I sometimes don't feel as safe because of of that experience. Um, but um, but for me, my heart was: how can I turn this into a good, like an actual, like turn this around for the good? And and I've spoken to a few of them individuals um, since, and I actually um, like even if they actually if they somehow hear this, I'd love to just say that I care about you and I actually want the best for you. Um, and I actually spoke to them and I I said, look, I forgive you. Like, um, I'm aware that probably wasn't what the person you wanted to be and actually who you wanted to be on that night. Um, and I respect who you are and I, and I forgive you. So, um, yeah, probably haven't spoken about that publicly too much, but actually one of the most impactful times in my life, um, and massively impacted me as a person afterwards. Um, but I have learned a lot from it. Um, and there's potentially shaped who I am now. Mate, thank you so much for sharing that. That's um, that's a moving story. That's really moving. How did you go about building yourself up? I mean, I think I said in the introduction, you are you are one of the most enthusiastic, loving, engaged people, pro- like genuinely, probably that I've ever met. Wow. Um, so f- to hear that you were, you know, that it breaks my heart to hear that you were at rock bottom there and and feeling feeling isolated and, and and vulnerable how have you how have you gone about that progression i think for me i got out of the country so i went to south africa just after um and that massively helped because i was it was kind of in a way it was out of sight out of mind um but then i had to come back to the reality and that was tough um and then i then went away again to canada for the summer um and then i had to come back to reality again um and it was definitely tough. But actually, after that, I went to university. So if I'm honest, actually, when you when I look back on it, it's probably me trying to avoid a lot of the situation um, and allow time to pass. Um, and then it was the summer after, or maybe two summers after, I um, 
I um, spoke to um, spoke to them and just said, look, I forgive you. And that for me was like what I needed to do to kind of move on. Um, so, um, so yeah, so that was, that was key for me um, to, to kind of move on from that. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say it, it took, it took time. It took, it, it took um, prayer <laughs> um, and, and various other things and speaking to people as well. But I was close to, I'd, I'd some mentors around me who were so important at that time who just supported me. Um, and that's probably something I'd say as well, but um, uh, I guess I can speak more about how, what, what should we do going forward? That's amazing. That's really amazing. Thank you for sharing that, mate. Um, can we go back a little bit to bridge the gap? You mentioned something that I've jotted down. You told me that you focus on that detachment from the negative side of masculinity that you sometimes see in those footballing areas of of community. So those football communities and and those, like you said, you go to some goals and you might feel feel threatened by loony lads from you know I used to play we used to play football with just random lads that live around the corner and and sometimes that was great but other times it would kick off and you think what the fuck's going on here um when you say you're focusing on detaching from that side of things I just wonder what how that works so is that a specific strategy you've got something that you you talk through with with the guys on the teams or is it is it solely through the outlook that already exists of the volunteers that you've got on board? Yeah, I'd probably say a bit of both. Um, we set the culture from the beginning, so um, there's times where, when I look back in Southampton, there's times where I've pulled everyone in and just been like, "This is who we are. We want to create this space of in, an environment that people can just simply come and enjoy playing football. They can belong. They feel part of." So we set that we set that standard early. Um, the, the the staff that is the standard we set with the staff. So that as as like volunteers, we say if there's someone who's a little bit angry or kicking off or what, something's happening, just kind of pull them in. Just be like, hey man, this is this is this is we 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 don't want to create that environment here. And there was there was actually a time I remember I pulled everyone in one session at Bridge the Gap. It was quite funny looking back on it. And I said, hey, look, if you want to play professional football, um, if you want to play high level football, we can we can try and find a place um, or a club that is local that you can get involved with. But that's not what we're about here. We want to create a community where people can just enjoy being part of this. Um, so in a way, we, we want to really stamp out that culture as quickly as we can, because I'm aware that if we don't, that people actually would stop coming to what we do and we don't want to get to that position. That's really interesting. Thank you, mate. Um, so I'm interested in all of this. I'm struggling to tie this all together. There's so many different strands of what you've been talking about. Um, something I wrote down earlier was that I, I did a very short spell of research. Um, and it, this is a bit of a no brainer. I think we could all jump to this conclusion. Um, but there are numerous studies that show that social cohesion and that sense of community directly links to lower rates of mental health problems within the community and that was absolutely independent of affluence or background or anything like that it's a direct correlation and I just think I think that's awesome and, and I think what that means is we need to focus on that social cohesion and that community um, I wonder if you've got any other examples of of brotherhood a strong sense of of perhaps friendship or openness with, with others 
outside of your church community and outside of um, of footballing community? Yeah, I think the first thing that comes to mind is um, um, I can't. I think they're like they're called like I don't know if it's called Four UK. Um, I, I I can't remember it on the top of my head, but they're an organisation that take young guys um, to like Scotland and Wales into like the mountains and. Um, and it, they kind of do loads of activities and tasks and I, I've not actually been so um, um, it's something that's on my radar um, but they simply go go together as as, as brothers as lads and um, and they kind of do loads of different activities and um, and they and basically the whole idea is to kind of really build that deep connection and come away from that sort of like masculinity and of like we've got it all together like all this sort of thing let's like go and I don't think you bring much with you you don't bring a phone you don't bring anything and you just get out into nature and um and just actually really like work out who you are what is your character who who do you want to represent um so that that's that's something um and hopefully one day in the future we'll probably link up with them and um and and do that and actually go out and because uh, I think it's probably good for all of us to actually um be in them sort of strip back yeah, positions where um, yeah, we can actually work out who are we, like who, what, like who do we actually, who are we, and what do we actually want to do in our life? Yeah, that's awesome, mate. Take, take me with you, seriously. I mean, I've decided I want to play football now. This is, I mean, unbelievable. For people that know me well, they know that that's that's just a shock. I sent my friends a message the other day, like, what's this about? What's this Super League? Like, what's that? Something about football and money, and and everyone's upset. Explain. <laughs> like, that's that's the level that you're dealing with. But no, that's really awesome, mate. It's funny. I wonder where, I wonder where that resistance comes from. Uh, maybe you've got some thoughts on this, but that resistance to to dig deeper and to face those difficult conversations or difficult emotions, even when you were talking about a group of lads going into nature without the phones and, and really sort of stripping back and, and trying to understand themselves, or, or when you were talking about that sense of community. That makes me well up. It genuinely make it moves me, and it makes me think that is what I, I can't speak for everybody. I feel like that's what I need. That's probably what we all need. But there's something in us which which holds us back from that because I mean, what do you think it is? Why why do you think that is? I I think the culture we live in is so fast paced. Um, it's so busy and everything that we look at whether it's through Instagram whether it's advertisement is basically saying be better be stronger have more stuff do this get a better job um, have a nice car um, get the newest iPhone uh, and all of these sort of things we're surrounded by all this all the time so it feels it, it basically just becomes a place where you're ingrained with all of this stuff um, so I think the way that we have to combat that is we have to push against that. Um, so stop being busy. Um, so for Friday for me is my a day where I come off social media completely. I don't work on a Friday um, and I completely switch off. Um, I'll go out into nature in the afternoon. I'll spend time with with my my close friends or uh, or my girlfriend um, and simply in, like invest into like in people that I, I really want to invest in. Um, and and that are like people that I love unconditionally. Um, so for me, that's so important that we need to have them environments where we aren't constantly looking at our emails, we aren't constantly looking at our Instagram, thinking or like like uh, whatever it is. We need to stop getting into them environments. And I think for me, like 
when it comes down to like I've I've said this to quite a few people in the past and I'm I'm going to say this out loud because I want to hold myself to it as well is is we need to force ourselves to actually go away sometimes and but like as as lads and and potentially hire like or rent a, a nice sort of cottage or lake house where we don't take our phones and we go away we have we have, <laughs> we chuck the fire on go out for walks but actually let's put time in each year or each maybe even more than that and actually be like actually check in with each other but like properly um mm -hmm. i think life is so fast-paced that we can't have these proper conversations because hey i think people if you're still listening we're like 40 minutes in but if you're still listening you can probably say when you're sitting around a campfire with friends um whether it's on a beach or wherever it is they're they are probably and they're like late night conversations they're probably the best conversations you ever have um yeah. so why are we not doing that that's my question yeah investing in that that's amazing um right so i don't know if you know tristan but i need to ask you uh i'll ask you a rude question in a minute but you mentioned that you struggled with lockdown being a sociable person and being um really plugged into your community you talked just a little bit then about about this set routine that you've got you're able to wind down a little bit more on a friday um you'd like to unplug from social media and i just wonder what were your strategies for coping through lockdown were they similar to that and did you have successes with that or were there any strategies that fell down yeah i think i can definitely put my hand up and say my routine in lockdown was nowhere near as good as it should have been um and i think that's why that's why now i have to make sure that i have allocated time for switching off and rest um and so for me friday is a non-negotiable in my week um that i will if someone says hey um can you do set on friday unless it's literally the only time that can happen and it's really important yeah, then obviously that's slightly different but i will make sure my friday is 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 taken out um so it's the routine of um um basically i what i need to i think for me what i need to get better at is 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 exercise um going out on walks so in in lockdown what what i personally found super helpful was at the end of the day most times i'd go out on a walk um and i'd just get out and i think what that helped me to do was kind of push past what's happened in that day and actually be like okay um i'm now going to just go out clear my head and I'm going to come back and I'm just going to enjoy my evening. So, um, and I actually, the other thing actually I'd say is I, I, I'm not a reader. And for anyone who knows me, I hate sitting down for more than five minutes. Um, but I really started reading over the last year and I personally have found that so helpful. Um, and actually the other thing I'd say is find something that has nothing to do with what you do in life. So if you, if you are a coffee barista, come away from coffee shops and go into nature. Um, if you are a graphic designer, come off your laptop and go and um, like go to the gym or go to like an art class, whatever even that is, but come out of your situation that you're in in life into a situation where you have to actually think about what you're doing to be able to then switch off from what's going on in your life. Yeah, that's great. I love that idea of, of sort of deep focus, actually. I find it when... Um... If I'm, if I'm, I really enjoy cooking. So sometimes I'll be following a recipe, but trying to be in, you know, in essence of trying to be busy all the time, I might be having a podcast on an audiobook. 
And I get to a point where I go, I, I literally cannot follow the next step of this recipe and listen to that thing at the same time. I've, I'm going to have to stop. So I turn off the audiobook or turn off the podcast and then I'm there. Then I'm absolutely absorbed. And that's when I think you hear people talk about flow state. And I think that's it. When you're, when you've segmented a task and you're really down in the thick of it, really focused on what you're doing and nothing else, it all sort of fades away. And I think that's, that's a good feeling. We need to get back to that more often. Yeah, I, com- I completely agree. We are the, we, like, let's be honest, we sit, we're sitting watching Netflix, but we're scrolling through Instagram on our phone and we're trying, yeah. to, and we're trying to eat dinner at the same time. Um, we need to get better at being um, basically doing one task at once um, because otherwise you, you're basically, your mind will always constantly go in. So I agree. Awesome. Right, mate. Now for the last section, I've got to ask you, are you ready to get balls deep? Come on. Yeah? I'm ready. Right. So these are the balls deep questions. I've got, I've got five here for you. Tristan, um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, who are the people that make you a better person? Um, and make sure that you have a close proximity of people that you are really investing your time into. Um, but actually, who do you want to invest into as well? Um, because there'd be people that don't have that community that need it. Wow. <laughs> That's question one. Wow. Um, can you share something that you're still struggling with? Um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's even, I, I actually, honestly, this is, this is me being completely honest. I'm 26 years old and I'm running a charity and I, I still, I, there's many days where I still feel way out of my depth. Um, and the fact that it's grown so much, I, I, there's sometimes where I'm like, gosh, wow. Like, how am I, how am I doing this? Um, so it's that thing with like, I'm, I'm young, I'm not that experienced in running this, but, um, yeah, so it's, that's something I battle with still. Touch of the old imposter syndrome, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Mate, it sounds like you're doing a smashing job with it. Um, what do you consider to be the lowest depth of misery? Gosh um yeah losing people um um yeah losing people um yeah i think that's i think that's the hardest thing is when you um are so used to them being around um and then um and then they've they and then they're gone it's just uh, dealing with that dealing with the grief and dealing with um all the memories um and yeah that is that's t- that's definitely tough what's the last thing that made you smile you um, <laughs> um uh being on this i've loved this i i love this stuff and i've definitely have really enjoyed this so i'm if, if i'm in actually answering that honest that question honestly it'd be this <laughs> and if you're being dishonest and if i'd asked you as soon as we clicked record what would you say gosh um uh tuesday night being in pitch and piano with um with three friends and um it's talking about life and eating food together and having a few drinks and just enjoying being in a moment that's amazing finally i think you are the sort of guy that's gonna have a slick little answer up his sleeve for this one um what is your motto 
gosh, actually, I, I wouldn't say I have a motto. Um, the first, these are the first things that, I'm, that come into my head, and I'm just going to say them out loud because it's, they're sometimes the best ones. But uh, I want people to belong before they believe. Um, I I want um, people to um, to be massively cared about, um, and that, and that's and I, I wouldn't say I'm not sure what the motto is on that, but um, I just want people to be cared for. Um, and and just made to feel known um and actually reach their full potential in whatever that is mate that is so powerful i don't know you doubted yourself but that was that was awesome belong before you believe i think i've got the title for this episode already thank you mate do you think i can uh, belong to bridge the gap before i believe in football yeah i Bridge the gap is simply football. Football is simply a tool that we use to bring people in into a community. So you belong more than anyone, mate. This you own bridge the gap. Um, it is, <laughs> we, we say I say that all the time: is whoever you are, whether you've come to bridge the gap once, whether you are a staff, whether you are a graphic designer, whether you do our website, you own bridge the gap. Um, it's as much of yours as it is mine. Um, so. Um, like I get the dream to kind of carry the vision, but you are massively part of it. So, um, and because you're part of the journey. Um, so yeah, definitely. Mate, thank you so much for this. I really appreciate your time and I appreciate you being so open with me. This has been, this has been a highlight of my week. What a highlight. Mate, honestly, I, uh, I just think firstly, what I'd say, um, to people listening and to you is, um, there's people who have ideas and have dreams um, who um, ha- like are not sure what to do with them. Um, and what I will say is you've, you have massively stepped out and in a way chucked yourself into the deep end to do these podcasts. Um, and um, so I would just say, just firstly to you, you're a massive legend to actually like jump in deep and actually and jump in balls deep and actually be like, you know what, I'm going for this, I, I'm for this, like I, I see value in this and I'm going to go for it. Um, so like, I just want to honour you in that. But there definitely there there be people that are listening as well who have little things that have been put on their heart or they they've got dreams and they've got visions and what I will say is is go for it because they're on your heart for a reason um, so yeah I'll probably just finish with that mate thank you so much I'm gonna just press stop recording but um don't go anywhere yes there we go now that was worthwhile I really hope you enjoyed that that just what a guy Maybe he'll be featured in season three. You'll have to let me know what you think. Um, yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed that. Go and check out what Tristan's doing at Bridge the Gap Football. You can find him on Instagram. Um, they've got eight locations. If any of those are near to you, I sincerely encourage you to go and check them out. Let me know what ways you are finding community in your lives and how that's helpful. As usual, go to the Instagram balls.deep.pod I'm going to bed I'll see you next week next week we're going to talk about healthy relationships and whatever the hell that means with Maria Miles so yeah look forward to that (laughs) I don't have much more to give I'm very tired (laughs) 
This is a bit stupid. Um, yeah, I'm going to go to bed. Thanks for listening. See ya.